Sit back, relax, and grab your earbuds. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Coming up. Today on Watching Your Wealth, what to do if you're going to lose your job? How can you prepare financially? This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you'll learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Kimberly Foss is a financial advisor and president of Imperian Wealth Management. She's here to give us some tips on what we should do if we think we're going to lose our job. Welcome, Kim. Hey, thanks for having me, Veronica. My pleasure. So, Kim, you know, we hear the job market is improving, but we're still hearing of layoffs. And, it, you know, it's a scary time for some po- folks still, isn't it? It is. And, you know, especially in the C-suite area, um, the p- people between 45 and, say, 55, 60, although they can get re, you know, reintroduced to, the, to other C-suite uh, positions, it's getting, it's getting nervous. It's, it's harder to get back into that position. So the layoffs are taking longer. That's tough. Yeah, right. So like you said, if you're a CEO, uh, chief marketing officer, any of these really high-profile jobs, they're not exactly a dime a dozen. So it's especially concerning for those folks. Now, you said it's crucial to be prepared, not scared if you think you're going to be on the chopping block. What do you mean by that? Well, I just think people need to be prepared. I mean, anything can happen. um, And you can also be, be laid off for longer than you anticipate. So You know, you need to be prepared in the way of having financial assets available to you to be able to smooth that over so it doesn't disrupt your financial wealth down the road, especially somebody between 45 and 55, because, Veronica, you know those are the growth oriented years mm. and that dollar grows more mm-hmm. right than the one at 55 so we want to protect years. those assets so that it grow because we're not going to be out of we're not going to be out of work for you know five years you're going to be out maybe six months hopefully less than six months but sometimes it goes longer than that so you got to be prepared right so one of the steps you said is to have an emergency fund tell us about that you know everybody needs to have an emergency fund and i find that the higher net worth individuals kind of have a big they think that they do, but they they kind of lose touch about that because they do they are making you know quite a, quite a bit of money. So the the key is we need to have at least three months to six months of emergency funds that we can tap into, mm-hmm. and that's just standard protocol for for anybody. But you know what, most Americans don't have an emergency fund that they can tap into. Mm, why do you think that it is? Are we overspending generally from what you've seen, even on the high end? Yes, and I think you just get, you know, in the lap of luxury and that you think that, you know, your your position is, is secure and you think that you are insulated and uh, all of a sudden you wake up and that C-suite position is gone and that CEO position or a CFO position is gone and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're tapping into maybe two or three months and then you're having to go into investments that are going to hurt your wealth long term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing is secure. If that's one thing we've learned in the past couple of years, no field, no job is secure, so. Absolutely. Nothing's off the radar, right? Not at all. Not at all. So another thing you said to do is have a financial fire drill. What is that? I like that because, and actually I made that up the other night, I, I, but then I think it's out there too. But, um, you know, oftentimes like in school, we had those financial fi- we had those fire drills in school. So this was much like that. And that what you want to go through is go through your budget because oftentimes we don't, we sort of have a budget, but we really don't mm-hmm. adhere to it. So go through, look at the things that are maybe more luxury items that you could potentially cut off in the event that you were to get laid off. Take, for instance, in 2008, many people got laid off, and they were really caught off guard. Um, mm-hmm. I know even me as an advisor, I had just moved into a brand-new office building and had a, you know, had 
bought everything brand new, mm. but I had a higher expenses for, you know, three times the space. I went through and cut everything. Next time I'm prepared, mm. I know you what is practice. essential and what is a need and what is a want. Right. That That's key, right? Because there is a, a big difference between needs and wants. Um, Turn on the drip. That was another piece of advice you had given. Let me check. I like this one as well. This is one that we use for my, uh, you know, for my retirees. Um, But, you know, if you're laid off, you can change your investment allocation. So maybe it is creating a little bit more income. I know it's very ultra-low interest rates right now, but <laughs> at some point, our, you know, Yellen will raise rates, hopefully, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks here. But um, they can turn on the drip, and so the dividends and the interest off your fixed investments then can help to supplement your income uh, if you need that, as, a, as opposed to going in and selling something and then creating a capital gain. Got you, got you. So shifting some money from stocks into bonds, potentially, is that what you mean? Potentially, yeah. And then another another area, too, uh, is instead of selling maybe high-performing stocks or securities that would cause perhaps a shorter long-term capital gain, you might consider taking maybe the 10% from an annuity that you have an investment in an annuity or life insurance policy that you can borrow from. Mm. Those are both tax-free invest, you know, tax-free uh, interest, uh, tax-free uh, uh, income yep. for you. So that would be an alternative kind of as a as – a, you know, just, just to get you over the rough spots if you don't have the cash available. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, Kim, a lot of folks will be finding out if they're losing their jobs probably in the next week or two because the companies will want them off their books by December 31st. You find that out. What What are the steps you need to take? What do you need to, to do? I think in, in the beginning of Find out um, what, like I like to say, what is in your financial swag bag? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, do you have a severance package? What is that severance package? And negotiate that. Hopefully you have negotiated that prior to the getting the job. Most of the time CEOs do or CFOs uh, do negotiate that prior to when they're getting hired so that that's already kind of set in place. But sometimes that's up for negotiations as well. How is your bonus going to be paid out? Are you have stock options? You know, what is the exit exit strategy? And look at the tax ramifications as well in that. Because sometimes also you know, people aren't thinking about, you know, applying for unemployment. But, hey, that is money in, Why not? in yeah. income, too, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you've paid into it. Yep. So sometimes those severance packages will offset that, that um, unemployment or can actually exclude that. But that's not necessarily um, that I have found the end of the story either. I have people gone back and actually challenged that and won. So mm, mm-hmm. even if you get turned down the first time for unemployment, try it again. You might but be able look to at negotiate. your packages and see what is in it. Look at your uh, your uh, uh, let's see your vaca- your vacation your vacation package. Mm-hmm. Do you have sick time? That has to be paid out to you by the end of the year. So those are monies that those are extra monies you can use as well. And any medical or health exams too. You probably want to get this done before you get laid off too. Save yourself that cost. Very good point. Use if you have to get you know get. I remember one year. I, uh, one of my clients went in and got LASIK from the 31st of December. Mm-hmm. You know, get, <laughs> gotta do get what you gotta do. You, do your normal health exams too. You know, your regular, you know, physical checkup, all the mammograms, those kind of things. Get all that. The dental checkups, the eye checkups, all of that kind of things needs to be done prior to if you even have a hint of you think that you might be getting laid off. All great tips. Thanks so much, Kim. Kim, would love for you to stick around through the break and take our financial version of the Prouse questionnaire. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. Great. All right. You stick around, too, and we'll be right back. Traveling on business? Then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. 
Listen ambitiously. Now, from New York, this is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. From our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. We're here with financial advisor Kimberly Foss, and she's agreed to have some fun and take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire. Kimmy, you ready? Yeah, I am. All right, Kim. So what's the worst financial advice you ever received? Oh, my gosh. I think that one of my ex-boyfriends wanted me to invest in an ice cream company. And he said, you know what, we're going to make a thousand percent in like three months. And with that, because of the fact that he was my ex-boyfriend, I kindly said no. Yes, right. Not investing with an ex is a good idea. Best financial advice you've received? I think, uh, you know, what I have observed with my clients, but uh, live below your means but within your needs. That's Mm. a very, very sound way to create and keep wealth long term. That is great advice. Fill in the blank, Kim. Money can buy... Choice. Choice. Ooh, really good. Money can't buy... Happiness. Mm. <laughs> now, if you won a million dollars today, how would you spend it? You know, I'd probably have to practice what I preach, Veronica. I'd, I'd save 10%. I'd tie to my church 10%. I'd take care of my retirement needs if they weren't fully funded. My children's education, although they already done... Uh, pay off my debts. I don't have a mortgage, though, so that's not. And then I'd help my extended family and charity. Um, and if there's anything left over, you know, I think I might just go out and buy that little um, dream car that I've always wanted, the Bentley convertible. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Great. Thank you so much, Kim. Lots of fun. And thank you again for joining us. Thanks, Veronica. Anytime. All right. Thanks again to Kimberly Foss for joining us. This has been Wealth Wednesday, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.